Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Tis the Season to Understand, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on December 1st, 2019. Well, you know, it's funny because this time of year, a lot of people think about this season in very different ways. It brings about a whole lot of different emotions. You know, we say, tis the season, but we can ask the question of, tis the season for what? Is it, tis the season for busyness, for shopping, for family, for other things? You know, for a lot of people, this time of year uh, brings a lot of emotions and a lot of things that, uh, really don't create such a, a joyous time. I, I don't know about you guys, but every year it seems like Christmas just comes so much faster. And it, it's like you go to sleep November 24th or 5th, and then you wake up and it's December 24th or 25th. You know? It's like it's just too fast, too quick. And I think part of my problem is, personally, is that uh, I think we create or I create too much busyness at this time of year. I create too many things that become sometimes a, a distraction. And uh, it really isn't an idea or a dynamic of understanding what truly the meaning of Christmas is. We've kind of shifted in our culture a little bit in regards to uh, really the true meaning of Christmas and what it's all about and what God has created and what God has done for us at this time of year. It's something that we celebrate. Well, I have good news for those of you that uh, maybe struggle and it's not the season that you'd hope it to be, but I have good news for you. Over the next few weeks, as we lead up to Christmas, we're going to go through a, a series that will hopefully help to remind us of the true reason we celebrate Christmas. And we all know the reason, right? It's... All right, that was a little hesitant there. I'm going to try this. We all know the reason, right? Say so the smaller crowd knows Jesus. Well, we're, we'll, we'll talk this way this morning. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Jesus is the reason, right? It's his birthday. We celebrate it. I don't know about you guys, but my mom, when she was a kid, she, when I was a kid, she uh, used to always hang up this big sign in our living room that said, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And as a kid, I kind of wondered about that. I'm like, why is she doing the big birthday Jesus in here, you know? But now I get it. Now I realize that this is the time of year that, that we celebrate the birth of of Jesus Christ. Amen? Exciting? Yes, that's the reason we celebrate. So what we're going to do over the next few weeks is have a conversation and look at some passages that point us to the reason for the season so that truly we can say, tis the season to celebrate, to celebrate what God did for you and I. I want to share with you an opening passage here out of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. The prophet Zechariah says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. See, we too should rejoice greatly at this time of year. We too should sing with one voice our praises for this special moment in history. See, Christmas is a time to celebrate our king, a righteous Messiah who has come to bring salvation. I was wondering how many of us here see Christmas as this? Or do we just kind of focus more on gift giving and shopping and all that stuff that kind of the world has pushed us towards? And I'm not saying that, that that's a bad thing per se, 
But I want us to kind of move our mindsets a little bit different from this Black Friday that we have to this wonderful moment that we're going to experience in regards to celebrating the birth of our Savior, the righteous King, the, the Messiah that God sent so that you and I could have eternal life. See, there's a dynamic I think that sometimes we forget about in regards to our Savior Jesus and his birthday is the fact that we don't truly always understand why he was born. See, Jesus came for a specific reason with a specific person. And I think these passages that we're going to read this morning will hopefully help us to gain a greater understanding of just why we celebrate Christmas. So before we read, will you pray with me? Father, we bow our hearts to you this morning and we thank you. We thank you for this season that you've given us, Father. We thank you for the love, the grace, and the hope that is offered at this time of year knowing and understanding that you sent your son with a purpose. Father, that this little baby in a manger just means so much. Such an amazing thing that transpired thousands of years ago. And Father, for this reason, we celebrate. Tis the season to be thankful and grateful for what you've done for us. Father, as we read your word and we open up this passage, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, Father, that you would fill us and indwell in us with your spirit, Father, lead us and guide us. Show us the things that you would have for us this morning and help us to gain a greater understanding of why you did what you did for each and every one of us. We love you and we thank you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to look at a very familiar Christmas passage and it's in the book of Romans, chapter 5. Verses 1 through 11, it's a familiar one, right? You guys usually read this at Christmas time. Isn't it typical? No, maybe not. Maybe so. No, it's not. I know, I'm teasing you. I'm, I'm, I'm joshing you a little bit. We're going to look at Romans chapter 5, if you would turn with me. We're going to read uh, verses 1 through 11 together. Everybody there? Awesome, let's start. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we, we, now, <clears throat> excuse me, since therefore we now have been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Well, I know that's not the Christmas story you're used to reading, is it? But I think in this passage here, I think that, that we see something that really can enlighten us in the dynamic of understanding what the reason is for the season. Why we can say, tis the season to celebrate. See, it's the reason that Jesus was born. See, in order to gain a greater understanding of Christmas, we have to understand why Jesus came. 
Again, if you look at verses 1 or 2, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God, circle this part, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 2, he starts by saying, Through him, Jesus, we have also attained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Aren't these two verses beautiful verses? I mean, think about what, what they're saying here. Think about what God is communicating to you and I. He's saying, through his son, we have peace with him. Through him, Jesus Christ, we have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. See, we see here the dynamic of what Jesus came to do and how it's reflected in these two short verses. See, Jesus had a purpose. He had a plan. See, his birthday has meaning. And we should celebrate it as such. It's through him that we can have faith and we can have peace. I don't know if you realize this or not, but the Bible teaches us that, that Jesus had to come as a child. That he had to be born of flesh He had to come as a child. And that was part of God's plan in order to do what God intended to do for you and I. See, this dynamic and this understanding of Jesus' birth will give us a greater understanding of this hope that God is offering to each and every person that lives on this earth. And because of this, we can rejoice in knowing that our King, Jesus, has come to serve us. He came so that you and I would know God in a more intimate way. Look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's in your notes there. It'll be on the screen. The prophet Isaiah says, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, a child is given, and because of this we have a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, and an everlasting father. He is truly the prince of peace. Does that make you want to celebrate? (laughs) I hope it does. I mean, think about that. A child is born to us, and he's going to take the weight of the world upon his shoulders. He's going to be a mighty counselor to to you and I. He's going to lead us. He's going to guide us. He's going to be our Lord. He's going to be our redeemer, our savior. And he's going to give us this peace, this understanding, this intimate, loving relationship with the God that created us. What a beautiful picture. You might be saying to yourself right now, well, I really don't feel like celebrating. I'll be honest with you this morning. I was a little tired myself and I really didn't feel like celebrating either. I know for each and every one of us, this time of year brings different emotions, different feelings. I remember when I was younger, my dad and Janice's mom, not in the same year, but all died in November. And because of that, it was really hard for us to celebrate Christmas. It was hard for us to be excited about the season. See, for us, it was tis the season to mourn, to reflect, to kind of just say, you know what, we're just not really feeling this. 
So I know sometimes these emotions kind of come to the forefront at this time of year because of things that have happened in our past or things that, that we deal with in our current or, or maybe life is just overwhelming right now. The pressures are high. I got to buy this gift for this person. I got to get that gift for that person. And I just don't have the money to do all this. And my kids want this. And yet I can't provide all of that for them. So I know there's a lot of emotions that, that come along in this time of year. And you're right. I don't necessarily understand what you're feeling right now. I don't know what you're feeling. But I, knew, I do know that God does. I do know that, that God is listening to your heart right now. I know that God is hearing your thoughts. And God wants to give you a reason to celebrate. See, we have to understand why we celebrate. If you look at verses 3 through 5, it says, Not only that, but we rejoice. This is kind of a weird verse. We rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, this is why you and I can celebrate. Because as he goes through this passage, as he gets to the point of what he's saying here, he's saying Jesus' birth, the living God, is what produces hope. So we might suffer, though we might endure, though we might go through tough moments in our life, we can still rejoice in knowing that we have this hope. That Jesus lives and he's alive today. I wonder how often in the midst of our, our tough moments, our circumstances, how often we, we realize that in our suffering, in our, in our tough moments, that God is doing something in those moments. God is actually at work producing something not only in us, but wants to also do something through us because of those tough moments. You know, as a kid, we were pretty dysfunctional, my family. And I know I've shared a little bit with a lot of you in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of things that, that you don't know about what's transpired in, in my world. And there's a lot of things that we suffered through and, and went through as a kid in our family growing up. And I can look back on those things and I can see how God was truly at work. I can see how God really helped to produce hope in our life, how he used those moments to not only work on me, but he used them to work on others in my family. How he produced something very special and something so amazing through these tough moments. See, suffering has a purpose. And I, I know it's difficult to imagine that anything good can come out of our pain and suffering. But we can see here that God is telling us otherwise. He's reminding us of why we celebrate. Do you realize that Jesus suffered? And I'm not just talking about the, the Easter story, the cross, you know, the road that took him to the cross. I'm not talking about that. Do you realize that from the moment Jesus was born, his life was threatened? That they sought to, to kill him, to torture him, to hurt him, to undermine everything that he had, had planned on doing. That Jesus was mocked and ridiculed, even so much so even by some family members. That Jesus suffered through his life. You know, we don't get a big picture of, of Jesus' early years. We, we see a little bit more as he's a little bit older. 
But I got to imagine it wasn't all perfect and peachy for Jesus. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah tells us. Gives us a little insight to how Jesus suffered. In verse, chapter 53, verse 3, he says, He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised. And we, it's interesting how he says, and we esteemed him not. I think we have to pay special note to that. We esteemed him not. See, all that that Jesus went through, all that has transpired from his birth to his death to his resurrection is to show us just how much God loves us. To give us a reason to rejoice. See, because he suffered, we can celebrate. See, his birthday celebration is what gives us hope for today. Jesus' birth is the reason for the season. See, we have to understand why his birth is so important. In verses 6 through 8, the writer says, For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, but though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, this part is so important. Jesus had to be born in order to die. He had to live before he could suffer death. And it had to happen at the right time. See, God's timing is perfect. Now, I hope you see how intentional God is about how he shows his love. He gives his son, he gives him up for sinful people. See, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, you and I, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, that's hope. 1 Peter 3, verse 18, says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, putting to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. See, Jesus' birth is, is so important because God had to reveal himself in the flesh, to walk as man, to live as man, and die as man for man. See, Jesus took the weight of the world on his shoulders when he died on the cross. He took all of our sin and he paid the price that We couldn't pay. He died on our behalf. And you know what? None of us deserve this kind of kindness. None of us were good enough. None of us were smart enough. None of us are good enough. Nor are we smart enough. God did it just because he loves us. Doesn't that kind of make you move towards that John 3.16 passage that just explains the gospel to us so beautifully? That God so loved the world that he would give his only begotten son. That whoever would believe in him, not whoever would be perfect or whoever would have it all figured out or whoever is more righteous than the other, but whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And in verse 17, it goes on to say that Jesus didn't come into the world to to condemn it, but to save it. 
catch that part? He came into the world to save it. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Can't tell anybody else. Since there's only a few of you here, I'm going to share this with you. If there's more, I wouldn't have done it. So, so I'm not going to say. I, w- I want you to know something. Your pastor, he's a sinner. <gasps> Darn it. I'm a sinner just like you. I fall short all the time. Probably more often than I should. I'm broken. I'm weak. But because of Jesus' birth, I can be strong. First John tells us, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. See, that's the beauty of why we celebrate this time of year. Jesus had to come in flesh as man. He had to live this life. He had to do what he did and he did it with a purpose so that you and I can understand the beauty of what he did for us on the cross. All of this had to transpire. This was God's plan. See, we have to understand why you and I, we need a savior. I want you to look at verses 10 and 11. It says, For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And that kind of a, an interesting statement there when he says, for while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I don't know about you, but that passage right there makes me want to celebrate. Just to think about my own sin, my own life, the moments when I am God's enemy and how even though I was an enemy of God, God loved me so much that he was still willing to send his son for me. That Jesus' birth had meaning and a purpose. And that meaning and that purpose is because I needed a savior. I needed to be saved. Because you need a savior. You need to be saved. And I know sometimes that's hard to kind of understand. You know, I'm okay. I'm a good guy, you know. I'm not really an enemy of God. I like him. I think he's cool. He does some good things in the world, you know. Don't understand everything that he doesn't do. I wish he would do some of these other things, but, you know, he's cool. I like him. You know, then there's others that, that say, oh, you know what? I don't really need God. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, I got this. I got that. I got the other. You know, why would I need God when I have all of this? You know, I'll call on him later, maybe, down the road if I need something. See, the Bible is very clear that, that every person is an enemy of God. Until we take that step to put our faith in him and trust and believe in him, we are enemies of God. As good as we think we are, as smart as we think we are, we are still enemies of God. And it comes down to one simple fact is that you and I, we have to understand that we need a Savior. We need to be saved from our brokenness, from our sinfulness, and from all the things that we've done in disobedience to God. See, not one of us, not one of us has hit the mark. Not one of us will hit the mark. But because of what God did for us, what God did for us through the birth of His Son, by sending His Son, 
will hopefully give us a greater understanding of why God loves us so much and what he's willing to do so that you and I can be in a more intimate, loving relationship with him. And for me, that's, that's an amazing thought, knowing that despite my sin, I will be saved and I won't have to face a second death. And it's all because of Jesus. See, for this, you and I, we can celebrate. Even if our our life right now is tough, even though it might be hard, even though we're struggling with things, we can celebrate the birth of our Savior. We can rejoice knowing that a king was sent, a mighty counselor, a righteous God that was born on Christmas Day. See, what we see here is that Jesus' life gives life. And his death defeats death. Amen to that? You believe that this morning? I hope you do. I hope you truly do. I hope you believe and you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. See, I I don't know your heart. I don't know where you stand. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know whether you believe this or not. But I do know that this God that created you, he believes in you. That he loves you so much that he'd be willing to send his son as a little infant in a little manger. Not in a big fancy way, but in a a very humble way to serve us, to live for us, to offer us life, to offer us this hope. What a beautiful thing it is that we get this. What a wonderful and amazing thing that should cause us to rejoice. I have one question before you before we leave this morning. I just want to ask you one simple thing. If you haven't already, will you receive this free gift of salvation? This little child that came as a gift to you, will you put your faith in him? Will you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he came to die on a cross to pay a price for your sins, the sins of the world, and that he loved you so much that all you have to do is believe in him to receive this free gift? We allow God to save you from your sin. See, it's our sin that produces a need for a savior. And I hope this morning as we reflect and we think about the coming days is that we'll gain a greater understanding of why, why we celebrate Christmas. Tis the season to rejoice. Tis the season to celebrate. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you for the hope you've offered us through your son. Father, as we think about this manger that we put, this little scene that's here at the front of the church, Father, I know it's just a a replica, but it is a symbol, Father, a reminder for us of the love that you offered through your son, Jesus Christ. And because of this, we can celebrate. Because of this, we can rejoice and be thankful. No matter what we've experienced, no matter what we will experience, no matter what we go through, Father, Father, we have hope. And that hope comes in the form of a little baby that came in a manger on that fateful Christmas day. Father, we just thank you so much that you would do this for us. That you would remind us of the love and the hope that you have for each and every one of us, Father. Thank you for showing this love. Thank you for offering this love. And Father, thank you for giving this love. 
Lord, we're so grateful this morning. And as we go into this season of celebration, this Christmas season of holiday and family and friends and all the things that come along with it, Father, I pray that you would keep our hearts and our minds and our eyes focused on the true reason for this time of year, the true season of why we celebrate. Father, I pray that you would bless us as we do this, that you'd watch over us and as you guide, that you would guide us as we seek to gain a greater understanding of just why, why you love us so much. And that we would open our hearts to you, Father, and we'd be willing, willing to just receive, just take that gift. Father, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.